Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title, Demon Hunting with a Southern Sheriff by Lexi George. With its cross-cultural mix of good old boys, big bad wolves, and otherworldly beings, book six in the Demon Hunting series takes place in Bear County, the last place you'd want to be a cop. But for Sheriff Dev Whitson, it's Sweet Home Alabama, and he plans to keep it that way. Famous last words. When a gruesome shifter massacre rocks the community, the sexy sheriff needs more than a badge and a few silver bullets. He needs the help of an immortal demon hunter. Her name is Arda, High Huntress of the Kirvani. Whatever that means. Dev is in no position to be picky about partners right now, but when Arda turns out to be the one female he could really fall for, Dev knows he's in for one hell of a ride. God help them all. You can find Demon Hunting with the Southern Sheriff by Lexi George wherever books are sold. Find more at kensingtonbooks.com. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is why did he suddenly lose interest? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. Aisha is here with us today. Hey, everybody. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It has has been a long time, but like, what have you been up to? Because I think people think like I keep you out of here or something. I don't know. No, not at all. I just have lots of crazy things going on. I started working full time again, still acting full time. So, you know, I'm just sort of in a bunch of boxes. Yeah, That's you're so you're you're killing it and uh and it's hard. It's hard to coordinate. Um I also love your yellow nail polish. Is it yellow? Thank you. Yes, it's yellow. And I have a yellow sweater. Spring, yes. Coordination. <laughs> uh, well, we're very happy to have you back. Um you. friends please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it and uh, leave us a five-star rating or review. That's a weird thing. I found out that we have a lot of listeners, but people forget to subscribe. Oh, sure. 
so appreciate the listen, but please also subscribe to the podcast because it actually helps us a lot and uh, and that's how we grow. So make sure you tell your friends. Um, we work really hard and, and I feel like we have been uh, putting out a lot of really, really great episodes that seem to be helping. So uh, we think that they could help more people. So let them know. We're also on social media. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha says dance across the board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. All right. So uh, we have an interesting topic today, um, which came up because uh, we got a DM uh, on the kind of dating Instagram. And I responded to it and I shared about I shared it sort of on my Instagram. But I felt like this is a topic that we could discuss in a little more detail here um, because I had another friend also go through the same thing. So, uh, Aish, do you want to just read the, the question and, and, and we could just like jump into it? Yeah. <clears throat> so the question is, hi, I enjoy listening to your podcast and find it very helpful, especially for someone like me who hasn't dated a whole lot. I got a question. I went on a third day with this guy last Friday and thought everything went well. Today, he just told me that he doesn't feel uh, a long-term connection and doesn't want to lead me on. I found it very confusing. How can someone who just held my hand last Friday and five days later tell me he doesn't feel a long-term connection? I feel like I'm willing to give it a try and see where it goes, and this guy just gave up without even trying. Hope you can give me some insight. Thanks. Yeah, I mean that it's it sucks to go through that for sure. You know, I always, um, I've definitely been on b- both sides. I'm sure at some point in right. um, my tour dating history. But uh, <laughs> what, what do you think, Aish? Like, what do you think is going on with? Is it a, is it a thing with the dudes? Has this happened to you, firstly? Oh, for sure. I mean, look, there's tons of reasons why this could have happened um I mean but at the end of the day sometimes people just lose interest or I think that when you're in the moment um things can get a lot more you know lovey-dovey fun passionate soft um but when you walk away from the situation and have time to really analyze and think about it that's when you realize okay maybe this isn't just for me which of course is going to be confusing to the person on the receiving end of all that affection because you're like great this is going awesome but um you know you have to just remember that people change their minds and they think more when they're not in the moment (laughs) oh my god that's such a good point that really is because like we forget that in the moment we are like I do think people are I don't think most people are trying to fuck around you know I do think sometimes you go on a date and you're like really feeling it and so like Mm -hmm. you could be holding somebody's hand or you could be you know hugging them or being affectionate or wanting to coming for the kiss and then you go back and then you're like you know we all have our own histories right and you might go back and like go you know, this is a very common one. Did I feel the same way with this last ex that I dated? Oh, Mm -hmm. shoot. Like it doesn't have the same kind of spark, which, you know, people always tend to compare to their, to to other people that they dated. And then they're like, oh, maybe it's not what I thought it was. So it's such a good point, right? Because like we do that. 
hindsight. <laughs> exactly. Um, my other girlfriend went through this and, and that's why I really wanted to talk about it because she said she like went out with this guy and, um, and that was only after one date where mm. they went on one date. It was amazing, you know, lasted like hours. He started like telling her, I think some a server came over and went over to them and said, oh my God, how long have you two been together? You two, mm. like, look, whatever. And then um, he said, no, this is our first date. And then they, I think somebody said, well, you should, you should marry this girl. Oh. And he word vomited, which I talk about. And, and he said, oh yeah, I'm planning on it or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? And so yeah. she thought like, oh, this is all going really well. But then after that date, their communication was like hot, cold, hot, cold. He would keep saying mm-hmm. like, I'm going to call, but then he wouldn't. And then he would call and he wouldn't. And then she, he's like, oh, I have a kid. And, and that's mm. distracted. And so she was like calling me going like, what, why is he doing this? Yeah. I mean, do you get these calls a lot too? <laughs> it definitely happens. And it's happened to me. Um, I truly think, and I don't want to like generalize, but I do think that there's a thing with men in particular where they kind of just say whatever, um, and not even like with malicious intent. They just, you know, they're going with the flow. They're lobbying. Um, so they'll just say what's on their mind without totally thinking of the long-term consequences. And I think a lot of women, we analyze, we're chef masters, you know, we're thinking 10 steps ahead. We're like, oh, he said he's going to marry me. Great. This is going perfect. Where the guy's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to marry her. Ha ha ha. You know? So I think there's a lot of that involved, especially if we're talking about a first date. Um, so yeah, we have to sort of not take things totally. <laughs> because Seriously, I think women like early. think twice, right? Before we say yeah. things. And so, cause we know that everything has a consequence and guys right. are just, if they're super feelers, you know, I think we have yeah. this weird sure. stereotype that guys don't feel. I think guys are way more like touchy feely in the beginning. And then they think yes. about it later and they're like, oh, wait, yes. oh man, do I actually want to like marry this chick? Oh shit. She probably thinks I do. And, you know, and then they like freak out. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things also is like, how did you deal with this? Like, did you try to analyze the behavior? Did you just sort of go like, fuck it? No, no. I was definitely that person like, oh my God. Uh, the guy in particular said, what did he tell me? He was like, I'm a one woman man. You're the only woman for me. And this is very, very early on in our dalliance. <laughs> so of course I put that. I said, All these oh, words that you're I'm using today, dalliance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've been reading. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I absolutely took that and believed, oh, this means that we are together. This is a relationship, blah, blah, blah. Turns out it was very much not like that. Um, it was very much a situationship. He was very much messing around with other people. He was not a one-woman man. <laughs> so it took me a couple of tries to just sort of click and then, you know, hear other stories. Oh, these these dudes just like say stuff. I actually had to tell my girlfriend that too. I had to be like, hey, I don't want to say red flag, but it kind of is a red flag. Like when guys say or like over promise things that seem like if somebody thought that you were their wife after first date, 
I would just think that they have terrible judgment. Mm -hmm. So like one, you shouldn't want that person because they have terrible judgment because they don't know you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and not to say any, but we all have our own baggage. So like, if anybody thought I was perfect on date one, I'd be like, you're a psycho. Like you have no critical thinking. And that is not what I want for my child one day. But The other thing is like, if they're so flippant in the way they say things, oh, look at us using big words today. I really like this. You're like, yeah, yes, flippant. <laughs> if they're so flippant with their words, like they can just toss it around so easily. They're probably saying that to more than one person. Right. Mm-hmm. It's why I've hated nicknames. Mm. Because I feel like, oh, somebody doesn't want to remember your name. So they defer to like the deer and the sweetheart and women love that. Oh my God, he called me deer. But it's right. just a way of like not memorizing your name and, <laughs> and like manipulating you off the top, you know? Cause like somebody who's really going on a date and is like seriously trying to consider somebody for a relationship is probably like analyzing a little more before they throw fucking shit out there. Right. Yeah. And especially so early on, we're still very, very surface level. I mean, I do know that there are people who go deeper um, and good for them, but (laughs) there's just like so much more to like a person. I don't know me at all. (laughs) So much more to a person than what you can find out on like the first three dates, you know? So you definitely have to take those words with grains of salt. Yeah. And, and I think another hard part is, um, trying to figure out why somebody else did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a recurring theme. And at this point of any message I've ever gotten, mm-hmm. I get a lot in every phone call I get when people are always trying to figure out why did yeah. this other person behave this way? Cause we all want closure, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants to know or, or they think getting the information of why somebody behaved this way will make them feel better. It truly right. never does. What if somebody mm-hmm. came to you, Aish, and was like, you know, okay, they ended it, but then they said, honestly, it's because, um, you know, you reminded me of my um, mom and she is crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like anything. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. So you got your information, but now you go back and you go, well, that's literally something I can't change. Right. Mm -hmm. So now is something wrong with me. It opens up like a fucking can of worms. Now you go like, well, what part of his mom was crazy? And why is that like me? Like, what did I Mm -hmm. do? Oh my God, I need to change. And Right. Yeah, exactly. I had a friend out, one of our friends, who got cheated on by his uh, girlfriend that he was dating for a while. And he was obsessed with finding yeah. the answer. He was like, why did she do this? And he he like befriended her to find out. Mm. And I kept telling him, I was like, I promise you, every answer you're going to get is going to make you have 10 more. Right. More, Exactly. And that's exactly what happened. He was just going through months and months because he was like, wait, this this answer. But then what about blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And you can go down that rabbit hole and it's just such a waste of time. Right. 
because no answer is going to satisfy you besides somebody who just wants to be with you. And this yep. person didn't feel it was a fit. It's really that simple. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're never going to be satisfied with the answer, no matter what the answer is. And, you know, the reasons why people do what they do, there's so many reasons why. So why even bother yourself with trying to figure out why? You know, take yourself take yourself and your ego out of the equation. The puzzle piece just wasn't fitting, and that's okay. You know, you'll find somebody else. I think a lot of us, we have this sort of scarcity mindset, and that's where that comes into play. We're like, oh, God, you know, it's not going to happen for me again. It took me so long. I can date often. I date so much. It still hasn't happened. Where it's just, you know, these things take time, and they take trial and error, and we have to be sort of okay with that. Yeah, uh, it's a really good point because we do always think like there's no one else out there, but there always is somebody else. Like always. you'll always find somebody else. The point is you don't want just anybody either, right? Do you think sometimes we place the attention on somebody else so that we don't have to deal with ourselves? Yeah, hundred percent. It's easier to. to- you know, try to play detective and figure out somebody else's stuff and sit there and look into your own stuff, <laughs> you know, to sit there and think, well, did I actually really like this person? And why did I like this person so much? And what about this person did I like? And how could I find that in somebody else that's a better fit? You know, that's more work. <laughs> oh my gosh, so much more work. This is yeah. what therapy is all about. Right. <laughs> um, no, that's exactly it, right? Like we... We want to put the the onus on somebody else. And then we say, why do we not feel any power in the relationship? Mm. Why do we not feel any agency in the choices that we make in a relationship? Because we let other people dictate it. We go, oh, a guy stopped talking to us. Why did he do it? What's wrong with me? Versus right. going, and that's what I always ask anybody and I hope people can start asking themselves this question. This is what changed for me. When, when somebody treated me badly, I also used to be super obsessed, right? Like, oh, me, it's, it's I'm the problem. Right. And or justifying 80 millions of their actions. They acted this way because this happened in their life and that happened in their life and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And this is how I can fix it. Then there came a point where I was like, oh, this isn't, I, I'm tired. It really came yeah. down to like, I'm fucking exhausted mm-hmm. and I don't have the energy anymore to analyze somebody else's fucking behavior. So then I started becoming aware that like, oh, I think I'm, there's a great book on codependency. I think it's called Codependent. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's called Codependent No More. It's a great mm-hmm. book. I think everybody should read it, but especially women, because I think we're trained to always think about other people. And codependence is really just that idea that we put the we will put the attention on fixing somebody else so mm. that we avoid fixing whatever's happening with us. Mm-hmm. And and when I read that book, it made me realize, like, oh right, the only way for me to get my power power back, and I say in quotes, right? Because it's not a power game, it's not a game, but right. that agency was to start asking myself if I liked their behavior. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody ghosted me after five dates, 
I would then turn to myself and go, okay, well, I'll never find that answer why they really did it. Even if I ask, somebody will give me some bullshit answer. Nobody wants to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. Which is why they ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Because they think they're not hurting feelings or don't want to face it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, So instead of doing that, I then asked myself, well, is this how I want to be treated by the love of my life? Mm -hmm. Is this how I want to tell, is this a story I want to tell my kids? Mm -hmm. Oh, your, your dad ghosted me after five days and he treated me like a real piece of shit. And, um, you know, I was going through terrible withdrawal and then I took him back, (laughs) you know, and then he knocked back on my door and I was like, okay. I don't want to tell that story. If you do, that's all the power to you, but that's not the story I wanted to tell. So when I said that, then it made me go, right, well, wait a minute. This doesn't all just fall on this person. It also falls on me. So like when this person comes back, I now have a choice. Is that the behavior I want to accept or not? Right. But it's so hard for us to make decisions. (laughs) It is. Because we regret it, right? We go, what if it's the wrong decision? Right. <laughs> Have you ever thought that? Like, you know, when somebody's doing that like hot coldness mm-hmm. and you're trapped in that fucking cycle, right? Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Right. And then you're like, fuck this person. I'm never going to talk to them again. And then like two weeks later, they message you and you're like, hi. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because you think like, what if I'm wrong? Right. What if this time they changed? Yeah, in two weeks, mm-hmm. they changed everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was me with Bruce Lee guy. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. And the toxic, the toxic ones tend to bring that out of us, right? Because it's like a dopamine hit. You know, you're going to roll, roll down, and when they answer you, you're right back up again. So you're almost chasing that high that is this person or these people. It's so true. Oh my gosh, you are dropping all the wisdom bombs today. It is so much <laughs> about like the hormonal or chemical fucking shit that's going on. Um, it's crazy. I mean, that's why part of the message that this person sent said, um, I feel like I'm willing to give it a try and see where it goes. And this guy just gave up without even trying. Right. You know, I really hope we all remember that like dating is a, it's a real trial and error process. It's a vetting process. It's, Mm -hmm. it's meant to be you're vetting somebody. They're a potential candidate Mm -hmm. for a job, for a political job or whatever, (laughs) you know, you're vetting. So it's good that you might have tried more. But that doesn't mean everybody has the same level of interest in putting in effort. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so hard because it's like, it is such an ego bruise, right? Was it like an ego bruise? It was such an ego bruise for me when that used to happen. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, yeah, look at me, I'm hot shit. And then you're like, what? Wait. You don't love me? Yeah, me? What? <laughs> yeah. And and we get like, I mean, we start creating narratives, right? That like, oh, this means I'm not lovable. This means right. I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. It always goes back to like, 
something that happened in fourth grade, you know? Right. That time that Jennifer said I was annoying. (laughs) This is why I'm so unlovable. Like it triggered so much shit that, yeah, I mean, I just think we need to remember what dating is and not expect people to. Right. To kind of like, they don't owe us anything. Right. Exactly. And that's a tough pill to swallow, that nobody owes Mm -hmm. you anything. Mm -hmm. It would be nice if somebody gave a reason, but I have never given a reason to somebody. Mm -hmm. Because it is the meanest thing. To me, that is so mean. Right. To tell somebody a reason you don't like them. Because like, (laughs) what could I say? Like, and sometimes it's trivial reasons, right? Sure, totally. Or what if you're just not attracted to them? Straight up. That's harsh to tell somebody. (laughs) You know? And that's something you can't even necessarily explain some of the time. Like, I, I don't have a, you know, real answer for you. I just don't, I'm just not attracted to you like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And of course, yeah, you don't want to hear that. So why do you want to hear that? <laughs> and you and people want to like, remember I said the thing about closure? You're going to ask like 80 more questions. Like a lot of people don't mm-hmm. want to continue having the conversation about this. Like they made a mental decision. I remember the one time I told a guy, like I went on this nice date and he was very nice. I, I wasn't totally <laughs> sure if I was attracted to him, but but I wasn't even there yet. I was just kind of like vetting the personality. And, uh, and then like three hours into the date, he, uh, said that he was into like open relationships and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, Oh, nope. Check out. Like mm-hmm. not, not going to work for me. Right. And so I told him like, Hey, I had a really nice time. Um, but you know, uh, unfortunately, like, I, I don't think it's a fit. He was like, mm-hmm. why? I decided to say, Hey, look, like, I'm just not into this like open thing. I respect it. You're welcome yeah. to do it. I just know it's not me. Then it turned into a whole long conversation of him trying to convince me he's not into the open thing. And right. it was like, no, 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 no. But like, I feel like I could try, like I could be in a monogamous thing with you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listen, man, do I want to take that shot right now? Right. Like, and then we're just continuing this conversation. And I was like, I, I regretted saying anything. Right. You just said, him hey, the luck. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not it. Sorry. <laughs> You weren't there anyways in the first place. So it's like that plus that. And like, we always want more, right? From people like Mm -hmm. on one end we say, oh, I just wish that they would have just said they weren't interested. Mm -hmm. Okay. So somebody messaged you and said, hey, I'm not interested. And then, then we go, well, then they should have given me a reason of why they aren't interested. Mm-hmm. And then we at then after like a reason we want more. We're like, well, you right. should at least give it a shot. You should at least try before right. saying you're not. So it's like we're always wanting more from people, but it's hard to just say like there's nothing wrong with any of us when somebody exactly. comes and says it's not a fit. It's just not a fit. It's just not a fit. Keep it that simple. It makes it so much easier when you think of it like that. It just takes like the the ego out of it, right? And it takes the personalization Mm -hmm. out of it. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like you have changed so much too, since like we have started this podcast and just like as friends (laughs) over the last like few years, like some, some new listeners might not know. Both of us were crazy. I was overtly crazy. Um, You were much more like you internalized a lot of of the pain that you had felt. Mm -hmm. But like, it's so nice to see like, you so uh not just like mature but like grounded <laughs> and like understanding yeah that like yeah this shit like there's no point in personalizing it it's really not <laughs> you will save yourself so much heartbreak and time and heartache if you just take yourself out of it <laughs> you know was there did something yeah. get you to that point like do you feel like you remember what made you snap? <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Right. I think time definitely helped. Um, time, reflection, helping out other people around me with having similar issues. I think that helps too, actually, because you're taking yourself completely out of it and you can see yourself and other people. Um, so that helped. Uh you know, coming closer to figure out who I am helped. Changing the people that I dated helped. So it's just, you know, time. Yeah. <laughs> time and effort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember I, when I sort of just realized, like, I was so addicted to drama. Mm. Mm-hmm. And not even drama I created, just drama in life and I got so tired of drama and things constantly happening I got I got tired of being the friend that Mm. always had a story from my friends right like that Bridgerton thing we posted yeah (laughs) I feel like that was you guys with me for a long time (laughs) you know and I kind of got I got personally got tired of that I was like I don't want to be that person anymore that's like always in some shit Like I, mm-hmm. I'm tired and is distracting me from the things I really want to focus on, which is like my career and, right. and yeah. rising up in life. Like I just don't have the time or the bandwidth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I wonder like what, what it would take for people to stop. Yeah. And like break that pattern. Mm-hmm. I think being tired of it, because on the same point, I was tired of being afraid <laughs> and holding myself back, you know? So I think it's just, yeah, recognizing, God, I have had enough of this pattern. Breaking yourself out of it. Yeah, I remember my my childhood best friend, she gave me was probably the hardest advice for me to um, implement which I wonder if other people also feel this way. She kept telling me like, I gave too many chances. So she's Mm. like, you have to stop giving chances. And that like the first time they act up or act out, it's like, bye. Right. You know, and especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. One thing like you've established a relationship and yeah, people are going to mess up and do little things and whatever, but it shouldn't be like big things. And for me, it was big things that I was ignoring all the time. Um, And like I said, I was always scared that I was making the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And that was what was so hard for me to implement of like trusting myself. 
that, yep. right. That like, yeah, no, this doesn't feel right for me. And if it's, even if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And that's it. Right. Like, it's like walking away from a potential future, but really I was never wrong. I was always right when right. I started doing that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and don't try to find closure. I don't, I just don't think it exists. No, there's no closure. Even closure. in relationships, like mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I go through stuff and I do think like, yeah, you can wrap things out and like, you can talk about right. stuff, but at some point that conversation yeah. only ends with somebody going, okay. Right. Like just accepting the situation as is and mm-hmm. going like, all right. Cause you never actually know the truth. Right. Of whatever, you know, like know. the way somebody's feeling, why did somebody do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like you never know any of it. And at mm-hmm. some point you can ask a trillion questions and then you go, okay. Right. It's like a surrender. Mm-hmm. Surrender. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm deep. <laughs> That's a lender, friends. Yes. (laughs) And if this person isn't giving you what you want in those five dates, peace out. Yeah. Done and done. Know that to this listener in particular, if you are the person who's willing to give it a try, that is amazing. And there's going to be somebody else out there who is also willing to put in the work and give it a try. Yeah. I mean, these are wonderful qualities to have, to like have your heart open and put in Mm -hmm. that effort and you deserve somebody who would give all of that back. And look, it was nice enough of this person, this guy to at least say, Hey, not into you in this way, but I wish you well, you know, dicks it's way, it's harder when you really like somebody and they totally flat out ghost you. Right. Or lead you yeah. on and slow fade you, which I've definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. So I think in those things, let's, we have to keep things in perspective and go at least to happen in five dates and not five years. Right. Dear God. It's hard. <laughs> and that's what, isn't that what every breakup is? I know mm-hmm. that this feels shocking where it's like, oh, well, this person held my hand and then suddenly they don't want to be with me. That's what every relationship is. Marriages go through that. Right. Or you've been with somebody 20 years and then suddenly you come and you're like, hey, I have not yeah. been happy and I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking shattering. Yeah. But you just have to go like, at least we're not in that situation. And it happened right. in my case. <laughs> this happened very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, guys, we hope that uh, that some of this puts your uh, dating experiences in perspective and, and hey, try this. Instead of trying to figure out someone else's shit and why they behave that way, ask yourself the question, did you like that behavior? Do right. you feel content? Is this the type of relationship you want? How you want to be treated? So turn it back on yourself. Absolutely. We're only here with ourselves. Damn, Aisha, you were getting all kinds of fucking 
dropping <laughs> bombs today. We are only keeping <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> Dalliance. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have you back. Um, guys, uh, we hope you appreciated uh, this perspective of this answer. Um, we are going to be doing another fun uh, episode next, which is, I feel like it's just going to get me angry, but, but we're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, Aisha, I'm always so happy that you're back. How can everybody yeah. find you on socials? You guys can find me at Aisha Says Dance everywhere. Come, come hang out. Yeah, <laughs> you really should guys. She has a really fun social media. Um, we're at kind of dating across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Hey, remember, please tell a friend, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get it, especially on Apple Podcasts. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Or hey, slide in our DMs like you do too. We like that. Easy. Um, finally. I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.